0: We are Squawking Dead, a podcast normally pulverizing episodes of the Walking Dead universe. Sometimes we give you news, sometimes we make you laugh, but most times we go deep. And why I say normally is because we're about to reveal the audio podcasts of our coverage of Better Call Saul's sixth and final season from the beginning, its season premiere up until its uh, mid-season finale, that's episode seven of the sixth and final season we actually debuted these episodes on YouTube first to see if this is something that people wanted. And it seems to be on track with the same reception that we do get our normal episodes. And since you guys do want it, we're going to be releasing it on our audio podcast once a day uh, for the rest of this week. Uh, first episode that we cover is the season premiere and the second episode as they were aired as well back to back. So we are obviously going to be covering those two episodes in one. So I hope you guys enjoy it. The way this all came about was that Sharon aka Blazy Gardner came up to me and said we should be doing this and actually recorded their first episode by themselves. So what you're hearing right now is what Sharon recorded and what I managed to be able to tweak from that recording session. The episodes do increase in quality and content as they go on. So I really do hope you uh, give these episodes a chance. I think I think you'll enjoy the breakdowns very much, and I think I do very much think that they're worth your time. This is a very great show by Vince Gilligan, and you know, shame that we couldn't cover this at the time, but at, at the same time, better late than never. Better squawk All is what we're calling this segment, and I hope you enjoy it. Um, and if you do enjoy it. We'd really, really like to hear from you. This is a new thing, and as usual, a new thing deserves some new comments. So if you do like Better Call Saul, if you like uh, the series, and if you do like our insights, please head over to ratethispodcast.com slash squawkingdead and give us five stars in the eggplant to let us know that you love us. But we really, really could use some of your feedback, what you liked, what you didn't like. But Make sure to let us know after every single episode. And as always, if you want to be in the know for when we do something really, really cool. And you've mentioned to us in at ratethispodcast.com slash squawking dead and in any of the given podcast rating platforms that you do want us to cover other shows. Well, first thing you gotta do is head over to ko-fi.com, create a free account, and then follow us on ko-fi.com slash squawking dead because when we do decide to cover a show that you want us to cover, or if you want to be, if you want to get the inside baseball on what we're doing on this podcast, things that we don't normally publish on social media, that's the only place you're going to find out. Now, you don't have to buy us a coffee. You don't have to join a membership tier at all. We just want you to follow us so that when we do post something, and it's usually going to be public and half the time it is private. You know, some of the stuff is our perks. But when we do post something, you'll be in the know. You'll see the title. You'll see if it's something you want to be interested in, in uh, participating in. And if you do, you can tip us for 30 days of access for support. You know, to get support back content. But also, if you join a membership tier for as little as a dollar a month, the world is your oyster. Most of the perks are in our entry-level tier called the Walker's tier, which will give you Discord access, which is basically the ability to converse with us on our Discord server. Uh, as well as a whole host of other perks i encourage you to join us on this journey just following you don't have to spend any money to to be in the know for all this stuff again this is stuff that we do not post on social media there is nowhere else you can get this information so again ko-fi.com slash squawking dead and without further ado i'd like to present to you our first episode of better squawks all We
1: are Squawking Dead, a podcast pulverizing episodes of The Walking Dead. Sometimes we bring you news, sometimes we make you laugh. Most times we go deep. But today, we're talking about a different show. We are Squawking Saul today. And I'm here. Hi, I'm Rachel. And of course the lady of the hour, Sharon D and Bridget is with us. I'm not going to do your social. Sorry guys.
2: That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> um, so, so after two long, well, you didn't have to wait Bridget, cause you just watched it. But for those of us who've been watching it, it's been a very long two years since um, we find, we saw, saw Jimmy and Kim and Gus and Mike and all of our favorites. So it was, it, it was, was a hiatus
3: day. for two years because yes. of COVID. Yes. Oh,
4: wow. Um,
2: I had just listened to the Better Call Saul Insider podcast, and they said that they spent a year in the writer's room on this because it's 13 episodes. Plus, they were doing it over Zoom because of COVID. If you guys want to find that and listen to it, it's on YouTube, and they're like an hour long each, and it's a really, really interesting listen. They talk a lot about technical stuff, how they did shots, and how they filmed certain things, and how they got certain ideas. It's fantastic. And it's showrunners. Peter Gold, Tom Schnauz, people who edit the show, people who edit Better Call Saul, um, writers are there. They had a writer on the one that was on that I listened to today. And um, I mean, it's it's that's like how remember I was telling you guys about that tracking shot in season three. That's how I learned about that, because I listened to the the Insider podcast. I highly recommend it. It's it's really good, if especially if you're into behind the scenes kind of stuff. And I am going to mention some you. of the stuff that they talked about because it was really, really interesting. <laughs> the cold open for the first episode, which we usually is a black and white gene sequence but this time it was not that so one of the things i wanted to mention was how they filmed that uh the opener part with the ties that is not film effects they actually got a white pure white box and they set up conveyor belts over them and positioned the camera above it and they got black and white ties and then as they had the ties go back on the conveyor belt they were gradually added more color into the ties so none of that is uh, none of that is cgi or anything that is all practical black and white to color effects in that shot that's
3: really cool oh, that's really that cool is so cool yeah.
2: um the other the other thing is the cork is a cgi the zafiro anejo cork Zaf- falling out oh, okay. of the bat, that is cgi because oh. they were like we couldn't direct where it was gonna fall if it just fell out
3: of the bat. <laughs> like <we could laughs> that's fair
2: times and yeah. it we would never go where we wanted it to one of the things they talked about in the podcast was How by opening with the black and white and then shifting in the color they really kind of wanted to put everybody off on on their back foot like really like throw people off because we're so used to getting gene sequence every every opener you know and we didn't get it this time they tease us oh look it's gonna be gene but no it's not it's holy shit it's Saul. (laughs) when you first realized what was going on how did you feel about it
1: oh man it's the First episode of the season, I was expecting to see what was going on with Gene. Once I realized that it wasn't about Jean, I'm like, oh man, I got, I got scared, right? Cause they're changing it up on us. But then I thought, okay, they're going to save Gene for the last episode. I bet. Now, I don't know if they'll, if it'll open with Gene or maybe the final episode will end with Gene.
4: That's what know. my hope is. I'm hoping yeah.
3: that it'll end with Gene. and we'll find out like what the mm-hmm. end, you know, what's the connecting piece. How you know, and then where where did yeah. he go from there?
2: Did you guys catch all of the Easter eggs in Saul's bedroom?
3: <laughs> there's no way I did, Sharon. Okay. Yeah, not there's all no of them. I, there's no way I got um,
2: one. first there's the suit as 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 we first come pan into Saul's room, the guy comes out carrying a handful of suits, and there's a brown suit in the front. That suit is from the very first episode of, of Better Call Saul. That's the suit he's wearing when he's defending the Heads. Oh, those
3: the mortuary kids. Right, right.
2: <gasps> yeah. That's the one I didn't catch. That's the one I didn't okay. catch. It's also the suit he gives Kim for I
1: was gonna ask that if it
2: was the one wear. for the client. Right. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes, it's okay. also that One of the other things they said in the podcast, and I should have brought this up, is um while we see a lot of things that are Easter eggs in this scene, there are things that coming up that will mean something if you go back and watch that opener again after the season. They're called they call them priester eggs. Priest
1: or eggs. Nice. <laughs> Priester eggs. Okay. So um that's the a something great else, term. Something, else. So, yeah, something
2: else. to think about. Oh, by the way, the toilet they built that that was not in the house that they rented. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs>
3: Did what do you the mean? Shoes? They didn't rent jo- a boy George's house. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Missed so, um, opportunity there.
2: <laughs> there was also the, the mall walking shoes that were on the shelf that he used to um just destroy poor Irene Lindsay's life. Oh,
4: that
1: That was oh that was the worst the worst thing he even felt bad about that though he even felt bad
2: kim didn't kim was like yeah fuck those old ladies (laughs) 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 as they panned around there was also the saul baseball cap from when he did uh the saul goodman commercial for commercials this saul goodman (laughs) productions cap in the shoes then there's also the time machine and while that's not something that is prevalent, that matters from before, I have a feeling that we're going to be having a lot of time jumps. And I think that's what the, the, the time we, machine. The I definitely missed book, that. The book. Oh, HG1, oh the okay.
1: see it twice. Oh, okay. see it
2: twice in the episode. It's in Saul's uh, room, but it's also on the bedside stand next to Jimmy and Kim.
1: Well, and and time jumps would make sense because you had done some math and figured out pretty much exactly how far away we are yeah. from the beginning of um, wait, yeah, from sure. the beginning of Breaking Bad or from when we from made the beginning Saul of Breaking Bad Break-
2: from the beginning okay. of Breaking Bad. Okay. So um in Uno, which is the first Better Call Saul episode, the date on the check that he gets from the clerk at the court is 5/13/2002. So we know it starts on May 13th, 2002. They got married on the twenty sixth, May twenty sixth. You can see that on their birth, on their birth certificate, on their <laughs> marriage. It's May fifth, two thousand five. And also, uh, Howard's car, the um, registration date on Howard's car is also December of 05. So they're still in two thousand five for sure. They get married like the next day or the day after that is Bagman when they go in the desert. They spend the night in the desert. They spend two nights in the desert. Then they come. He comes back and he spends the night with Kim at the house. And then the next night they stay in the hotel after Lalo. And then they stay in the hotel another night. So uh, after working out some dates, the date that they're at the El Camino restaurant is roughly June 2nd, 2005. So Breaking Bad starts on September 7th, 2008. So we are two and a half years away from the timeline of of starting Breaking Bad. So there's going to be some time jumps. There has to be. There has to be in, in 13 episodes. But remember, in season four and 407 something stupid they covered an entire year in the in the cold open with the split screen montage
1: oh i think we should uh mention the lack of kim wexler in i South was Clayton's getting his house i was getting ready to ask
2: <laughs> if, if either of you thought that there was any any kim wexler in that house even after even after 602 even after 602 do you think that there's any kim wexler in that well,
3: house? well so i i don't know that there is but i liked the connection between her mention of, and this is like way at the end of 602. Her mention of a cathedral of, of justice, justice or whatever. Yeah. And so, and there's all that stained glass in that house. Cause I remember <laughs> as it was panning, I'm like, this house is hideous. Like, what <laughs> is this? With the like fountain inside. And like, I can't stand it. That was a connection for me. Then when she said that, I was like, oh, the house. And then there was like a bra. Or a swimsuit hanging.
2: I think it was a thong. I think it was a
3: thong. Okay. It was something yeah. that was obviously like women's underwear related mm. that was mm. that was in the tub. But that was it. I didn't really see anything else that I was like, well, that could be Kim's. I don't know. Kim doesn't <laughs> a, Kim doesn't seem to me to be a thong type of person, but yeah, I was who thinking knows. the same thing. I Kim Maybe doesn't strike is. me as a thong
1: kind of girl.
2: And the absolute tackiness of the house like i just cannot (laughs) cannot see kim living in a house that that disgustingly tacky like (laughs) another another interesting little tidbit though was um they originally wanted to use the house that kim and jimmy visited
4: Mm.
2: in season five but there were there were so many restrictions on what they could do in the house That they they decided ultimately it wasn't worth it. But I thought that was cool because I was like, man, it would have been cool if they'd had Jim and the house that Jimmy and Kim looked at. And they did think about doing that. But I
3: actually thought about that when they were panning the house. I'm like, is this that same? No, this Mm -hmm. isn't. Yeah, it's not the
1: the same house. It's cool that they tried though. No, I do wonder where it fits into the timeline of of everything. But I I assume we will get those answers eventually. So it's just kind of chilling back here for now.
2: I mean, this I'm I'm assuming this is the feds cleaning out the house or whoever bought the property because they, they probably auctioned mm-hmm. the property off or whatever. But
3: oh, that's uh, true. Yeah, because they are like they're like movers. They're dressed
4: yeah, yeah.
2: and in, like and they're in. not. They're like they don't care. They're just like no. chucking. Stuff they're in the just box chucking
1: there. things in boxes. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> like they don't give like a you shit. would. You yeah. would
1: think if it were the FBI they would be sorting things out for evidence like it looked like just right. movers not right, mm-hmm, right. yeah
2: so I'm, I'm unless they
1: already that. went through and collected everything they needed to and then now they're like all right just take the rest
2: <laughs> yeah I yeah it could, i mean it could be um I, I i'm thinking maybe it's like somebody maybe because you know they auction off drug dealer mm-hmm. and shit yeah, like that too do. maybe they auctioned it off and whoever bought it was cleaning it out or whatever mm-hmm. um, you brought up that lalo this guy was lalo's body double because yes. later on, they mentioned dental records and this guy's talking about the dentist and whatever. And you and I chatted about it. And we were like, well, but would he take the body back? How to could he get it get back? Yeah. After listening to other people talk about it and thinking about it, you, there, you're there, you right. It was a body double. He lives next door to Lalo. And he looks like Lalo a bit, built the same, looks like him a lot. So obviously this is a contingency plan Lalo's had in play for a while. What did you think about that scene with lalo and the two farmers
3: so i'm now i'm just now putting this together as you're saying this i'm like wait a, wait a second it was that guy that just had just exploded
1: this- <laughs> keep the mustache and the soul patch yeah. it looks and good he I said sometimes he, right it, it's like, what he mentioned
2: um he mentions the dental work you know your, your, is your husband's mouth after the dental work and mm-hmm
3: so yep. clever. that's how the dental was, records matched lalo's exactly. I was so confused by that scene because i'm like i'm like why why is he gonna go after this guy is he mad about the beard
1: right <laughs> <laughs> I, the first time i was so confused i'm like i saw him like take the you know slowly slide the scissors apart mm-hmm. and take that and i'm like dude they are feeding you they're looking like they are clearly love you and you are gonna what is wrong with you dude
3: yeah, well, and I, I was I very even, confused the first time. Yeah, I was so confused by that. So good on you guys for figuring that out. <laughs> that, was Ooh, that
2: was Rachel.
3: Just completely yeah. over my head.
2: Well, it was Rachel and then I talked her out of it. And then it turned out she was right. <laughs> yeah,
1: we were both like, well, how could he get the body back to that? But, okay. And and what's more confusing is that we had already heard from Tyrus Tyson, Tyrus. Tyrus, Gus's guy, that mm-hmm. he had already told us that Lala was dead. So in my brain, it was already mm. confirmed, and then we yeah. see Lalo go to the neighbor's house, which is mm. why you and I were both like, "Well, how how did he get the body there? Why would he go back there?" Mm. So
3: yeah, I, I mean, it yeah. was yeah. I was it, it I assumed that too that the timeline mm. was like mm-hmm. that it was all linear, and that I was like, oh, "Okay, that makes sense." <laughs> like, no, it doesn't. Hey. It,
2: the other was well, doesn't, they,
3: uh, why he kill that guy?
4: The other <laughs> thing
2: they said was. Um, in the, in the show was that the, the hacienda was burned. And that didn't happen when, when we were watching it. The house wasn't on fire. they I mean, he spilled grease but, but yeah. the house itself wasn't on fire. So Lalo brought the body back and then set the house on fire to cover up the body too.
1: That makes sense. Okay. That makes, that makes me feel a lot better too because when the twins arrive to the hacienda and they see Abuelita all burned mm-hmm. up, like that broke my heart. And I went... <gasps> nacho did that oh oh but okay i like this better i like blaming lalo yeah. <laughs>
2: i love how they sprinkle the dentistry stuff through there so you know if, if you're paying attention you're going to catch it like rachel did <laughs> right over my head
3: i did not so
2: <laughs> so in the next scene jimmy and kim are waking up after their late night discussing destroying howard and I think it's, I think it's pretty obvious that Jimmy is not, he's just not, he's not into it. And also you've got to remember, it's only been like three days since he was in the desert and, and watched, I mean, almost died and watched a massacre and almost got killed by Lalo the night before, you know, I mean, he is, he is not on his, well, he is not on his game at all.
1: And like Howard is just mm-hmm. not even on the horizon for him right no. now. Like, yeah, right. who's what? Howard? Right. <laughs>
3: and don't you think like, maybe at that point he would be like, I may be like effed up big time. I maybe don't want to do this anymore. (laughs) Like, like if this is how it's going to go every time, maybe I don't want, and now she's like, no, no, no. Like, we're going to do, we're going to do shady stuff. You're going to continue to do shady stuff. We're going to do shady
4: stuff.
2: Get
3: on board, pal.
2: (laughs) (laughs) She's just like, hey, how you doing? All right, we're doing it. I don't care.
1: Being with Jimmy allows her The freedom to to be this way you know what i mean like i don't Mm -hmm. i feel like if jimmy weren't in the picture she'd be like oh i have to be this way i have to be straight and narrow you know on the straight and narrow but jimmy sort of allows her to branch out and be this bad version of herself
2: she obviously enjoys the thrill of it i mean like she is into this like yes she has ulterior motives
3: he gets laid after uh after a lot of those <laughs> yeah. scamming the nights out. So, yeah. so she's He's working in his it, favor. Into it, you know?
1: <laughs> Being bad feels so good. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and, I mean, I, I love in the scene late with them later when they're at the restaurant. And he comes outside the restaurant and stops. And is looking in through the window at her. And you can tell that he just loves that she is happy. He loves her and you can see it in his face and she wants him to keep doing the shit, to be happy. And that's why he's going to keep doing it.
3: I actually mm-hmm. wrote, I wrote about that um, in my notes, just about how, like how he looks at her with such love. There's so much love in him. And it's almost like he'll just go along with anything. Cause he just, he just loves her so mm-hmm. much. So he's like, sure, Kim,
0: whatever mm-hmm. you want.
3: And it's like, no, Jimmy, it's, it's not
1: good. good. (laughs) Well, I think, I also think Jimmy's been shady forever. I mean, he's slipping Jimmy, you know what I mean? Like he's used to this. He knows how much of your soul you have to sacrifice to be this way. I don't think Jimmy wants that for Kim. He doesn't want Kim to lose bits of herself by doing these things. But, but like you said, you know, this is what's making her happy and he's going to continue to do it, even though it's, eating at her insides her soul
2: (laughs) but also had he not had his experience in the desert i believe he would be one hundred and ten thousand percent wholeheartedly on this howard train Mm -hmm. that is a big part of his problem and you see it in the um country club scene where he gets his mojo back like he is he's like i have arrived you know here i am jimmy is back you know (laughs) you know because earlier on we saw him slip up with the with the prosecutors
4: oh mm-hmm.
2: uh-huh. he said lalo uh-huh. and he's hey. so
3: good at turning stuff around too so to hear him yeah. like slip up i was like oh, yeah oh no what are you doing yeah you're better than this you're better than this not this you don't mess up yeah
1: they gotta connect it too like oh they were so the, to-
3: you saw that look <sighs> that they exchanged
2: mm-hmm mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have many clients. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah I,
3: love like, I have a lot of
1: clients. I'm, I, I'm good I at this. Was a, I think that was a valid excuse. Like, it, you know, under any other circumstances, you may be like, oh, that's, well, you know, that's the client I'm on my way to meet. You know, I got the it's names. Funny. Mixed
2: up. Um, it's funny because in season, I want to say season one, he's in the bathroom with Oakley and, and they're trying to work out a deal. And Oakley's like, uh, I can't do that. That guy killed two people. He's like, what are you talking about? Is this different client. He's like. Well, they have similar names or whatever, you know. It's like, yeah. here he is doing the same thing, you know.
1: Yeah, so we've seen it. We've seen it happen to other lawyers. So <laughs> totally plausible.
2: <laughs> what did you think about the scene where Kim tossed out the lawyer cup?
1: I I, I, did, I definitely didn't have in-depth thoughts about it. My Here's my thought process. I don't know. I'm like, well, it has a hole in it. It doesn't work
3: anymore. So yeah, you gotta throw it away. <laughs> I considered it, but only because like, of the way that they hung on it. I felt like there was some sort of emotional value that I was meant to like attribute to that mm-hmm. scene. I was curious because I was like, why is she carrying it with her? Like, Because you have a trash can in your house. Right. You don't have Good to point. carry it outside.
2: Mm-hmm. Good so point.
3: the fact that she brought it with her, I was like, was that like, hmm. I'm planning on throwing this out or I left absentmindedly with this in my hand. And then I just thought it was interesting that one, that it was a toss and I, I'll, I'll be at a good one because she made it right. from where she was. Um, it was really cavalier. It almost felt like she was forgetting what that cup means. That cup means that Jimmy almost died in the desert. That cup means everything that he's done, the road that he's on, is leading towards some pretty messed up stuff. And she just kind of was like, meh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, not gonna think about gone. that right now. Yeah.
2: I mean, given the history of, of not that cup in particular because that's the second one, but the history of the best lawyer in the World Cup, which mm. started in when they first became a couple in, in season second two.
1: best lawyer. <laughs> right, second best lawyer. <laughs> I don't remember what
2: happened to the cup. Damn.
1: First one? I thought yeah. I thought there was just the one cup. I don't I guess I don't well, remember her got purchasing. She got, him the,
2: she got him in she got him the second, second one. one. When I don't he remember was,
3: there being a first one, because I only remember seeing it when he had gotten off of the the ban from the bar. In,
2: in 2002, when they started dating, mm-hmm. she gave him a present in the garage, and the present was the world's second best lawyer cup. And that was what he was like when, when he had when he had the company car and he was trying to fit it in the
1: Didn't fit, thing, yeah. Right, it
2: wouldn't fit. And I don't remember, now I don't remember what happened to the cup. I'm going to have to go back and figure that out. See, um, I
1: yeah, I don't remember the detail. Like I thought he I don't want to say gave hmm. it back to her,
3: but like got was rid it of it. Was it the same cup? And he just yeah, and I, she wrote again at the bottom of no, it. No,
2: no, cuz she bought him another one because she was okay. she had it in a she had it in a, in a in a in a plastic bag that she bought it in and she cuz that was the running joke that's how she gave it to him in the in the first time.
1: I guess well, I I always thought it was the same cup and she just added to
3: it. So that's no, yeah, that I was think, my I think mistake. You can
2: see her painting. Second on it again, second best letter okay. on it.
3: Mm. Maybe yeah. he um in his cause he was so angry during that year. Maybe he threw it out.
2: I know made- I know something happened to it, it's just not coming to me, but I'll remember it eventually. I just I just feel like that's a very symbolic scene of Kim throwing away the old Jimmy. Mm. She is going to shape Jimmy into Saul Goodman. If Saul Goodman's gonna happen, she is the one that's gonna do it. Mm-hmm. That's why she suggests the fancy car. Mm-hmm. So I suggest the office,
1: the cathedral of justice.
2: Cathedral of justice. So by throwing that, <laughs> by throwing that cup out, she is throwing away the old Jimmy mm-hmm. and she is making a new one.
3: Well, yeah. And we've, we see some of that coaching in the preview that I'm Saul Goodman. I'll fight for you. Yeah. Cause she's like helping him pick out his clothes and mm-hmm. you know, where she's like, no, I don't, I don't yeah. like that <laughs>
4: <laughs> Too flashy.
1: <laughs> I still so thought maybe maybe she was just giving up on either one of them being the best lawyer. <laughs> like, we're, we're not the best. We know we're not the best. Let's just do our thing and call it good.
2: <laughs> I said, Chuck was wrong about Jimmy being the danger, the mach- the chimp with the machine gun, because the danger is Kim. Kim with Jimmy with a law degree. Mm-hmm. Because she can make him do whatever the fuck she wants, and she knows he'll do it. He has no shame. He has no restraint. I mean, right now he does, but I don't think that's going to last. Like, yeah. he's going to get back into being Jimmy. That's that's not going to yeah. last forever.
1: Does Kim love Jimmy? I think so.
2: I think she does. But look, I also think that she is fucking playing him on a long con from hell. I The more I watch it, like the marriage proposal, she knew that he was not going to let go of what they were going to do to mm-hmm. Kevin Wachtell. She fucking knew that was going to happen. He was not going to fucking play that game. And so she let it play out, and she was all mad about it. You, you made it us you against me, and then she's like, "But hey, let's get married," you know.
3: <laughs> well, it was so like passive, right? And then when he's like, "Are you sure?" Like, cause he? He loves her so he like wants to give her a huge wedding and everything if that's what she wants
2: right and she's
3: like no i don't i, I don't care yeah, about
2: that i don't care about that i just want to get married so i can take all your sandpiper money you get
3: it.
2: <laughs> but i mean i think jimmy even refers
3: to it as our money uh, right
2: right right she goes oh, "So how much do you get how much do we get yeah 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 so i mean i think she loves jimmy but i think that's secondary to what she really wants which okay. is do her pro bono work that's what she fucking wants to do which and, i mean that's
3: great like i love that she's like right. chasing her passion
2: yeah she's shitting but, on jimmy to do it and i, I honestly believe <laughs> i honestly believe that she is gonna she's gonna be the one that just totally pushes him over into sleazy So you know chuck was a restraint on him chuck chuck kept him from becoming totally sleazy slipping jimmy but Kim's not going to do that. She's like, nah, go ahead, do it. Let's do it. This will be fun. They're making some money.
3: Well, it's so almost worse because go... she's like, no, no, don't do that. But then she's like,
2: <laughs> we'll do it. do it. Yeah.
3: <laughs> she's like,
1: no, don't. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Help, police. Police.
4: Uh, oh. <laughs> um,
2: this is what I wanted for June. Cause Kim is still not doing it for bad reasons. Like she has altruistic reasons. I mean, she wants Mm -hmm. to help people who need help. That is not a bad thing. And wait,
1: wait, wait, wait. Speaking of, of bad reasons, Okay. I I need some clarification here because maybe I'm missing something, but why do we hate Howard so much? Why is Howard so terrible?
2: Well, we, you mean we, as in we, or we, as in Kim Kim and Jimmy.
1: Well, let's, let's start with you guys. Do you guys hate Howard? Do you hate Howard? I honestly don't
3: hate Howard. I don't either. (laughs) I don't. I
2: I mean, he did he did some shitty stuff, but he's he's than anybody else on this show. Yeah, he's been
3: a dick, but like, but it's just like that's his personality. So but he's a lawyer. I feel like that comes with the job, (laughs) right?
1: Like, and and also like the shitty things that he did to Jimmy, he was he was honoring Chuck's wishes. You know what I mean? Like, so Mm -hmm. was it really that? terrible like he just didn't want to come between brothers which to me is admirable right
3: no (laughs) and I kind of I kind of liked that after you know Mm -hmm. Chuck's death he's like come come work for me like we Mm -hmm. we can do this now I want I've always said that you're a hustler I want you to come hustle for me Mm -hmm. and I I love that so I was so like what is happening Mm -hmm. it's like here's your prostitutes,
2: (laughs) here's your bowling balls (laughs) See now, Just see now stupid. that you're saying that, this makes me think that when Howard pulled Kim aside and told her all that stuff, I mean, I, I, I get, I get Jimmy's animosity towards Howard. He's firmly happy to place the blame of Chuck's, uh, Chuck's death on Howard for one On thing. Howard, yeah. And Howard did fucking do some shitty stuff to him and, and to Kim. And we know that Jimmy loves Kim, and for Howard to do the shit that he did to her, like that really made Jimmy mad, you know. Mm-hmm. And I can see that, that Howard coming to him after the fact and being like, well, let's just let bygones be our bygones. And Jimmy's like, fuck you, dude. Like, <laughs> I I
4: know that, you know?
2: <laughs> but I can see Kim seeing when Howard comes and tells her all the stuff that Jimmy's done. She's like, oh, this is how I get Jimmy to do what the fuck I want. We make it about Howard. I don't think Kim gives a fuck either way about Howard. Like, right. this is my this is my view. Like, I, I don't know. But yeah. I feel like she's just like, I don't give a fuck about Howard. But Howard is how I get Jimmy. To do what I want him to do. I make it Mm -hmm. about Howard.
1: Okay. So like if she can get Jimmy to take Howard out. She can make him do anything kind of thing. Well
2: I mean they they need to take Howard down anyway. Because the whole brux of their plan is to get the Sandpiper money.
4: Mm -hmm.
2: And in order to to do that. That's part Howard is part of that. But what I'm saying is she makes it about how she hates Howard. And she's mad at Howard. Mm-hmm. Because she knows that that's how she's gonna get Jimmy to do what she wants. Oh yeah, I hate Howard too. And since you hate Howard and I love you, I'm gonna do this.
1: Okay. All right. All right. I dig it. All right.
2: We I have just want I'm
1: like, why does everybody hate Howard so much? Yeah. Two <laughs> well, and I mean,
2: like, <laughs> I, like I don't. I don't personally hate Howard. I think I, I mean,
1: he's, I don't either.
2: But I, I understand why Jimmy does, and I understand why Kim can use that as leverage against Jimmy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. When, when in reality, Kim, like, yes howard did some shitty things to kim but if in the real world she'd be like fuck you i quit i'm going to work for somebody else and that would be the end of it like i almost wonder
3: if he can like see through this like fake mask that she puts up with everybody else and that's why howard or jimmy howard Mm. if he was like no you sketchy girl (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm about you. hang out with Jimmy, so
1: <laughs> he's not wrong.
2: <laughs> so the next next scene, of course, is Lalo on the run to the motel. What did you guys think of that scene?
1: Wait, nacho going to the hotel?
2: right, right.
1: Okay, I don't know. It was just all like very, very tense. Like I was
3: just like, the whole time, like, what is gonna happen? Like <laughs> it was interesting. I guess it was kind of you're, you know, you're partially in the dark the whole time. So you're like, not really sure. I remember thinking as he was um, like, right before he gets to the hotel, he's like hiding that storm drain or whatever. And he's like drinking water out of it. And I kept thinking like, He's going to get, like, Montezuma's, like, revenge. Like, this dude lives in America. His stomach is not ready for that storm drain water. (laughs) Um, The whole time I was really, like, I was on Mike's. I mean, I love Mike. So, like, I was really on Mike's side. He's, like, loyal to his people. You know, he's, like, nachos, like, on our side. And we just, you just let him go down there and you don't have any forethought about like how are you gonna get him out and you know gus is just like screw him Mm -hmm. (laughs) he's on his own (laughs) um so i love that they had set that up for him like that idea of like providing something for him but then there being this other element to it like
2: but oh they're they're definitely (laughs) yeah the whole idea if you remember, um, Mike says, look, I need to go down there and take some guys and get him and bring him back. Mm-hmm. And Gus just kind of looks at him. And he's like, unless you have another plan. Well, that other plan is to get Nacho killed in a fucking shootout.
4: Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Which
2: is because remember, Rachel, you and I were trying to figure out why in the hell he left the, the envelope yeah. in, in the safe. And that is why. Because they wanted the Salamancas to go down there and fucking kill Nacho. Because mm-hmm. that's a loose end that now they don't. he doesn't have to worry about.
3: Yeah. Which I... I, like, hate that Gus is so, like, just plays so fast and loose with people's lives. But, you know, he's not a great guy, so. so (laughs) Right. It makes sense. It's hard, though, because I, like, I do love him at the same time. But it's just, I think it's just Juan Carlos Esposito, like, just seeping through. (laughs) Like, Like
1: he he just, Gus doesn't, like, have any emotion. Like, he's just always... Mm -hmm. you know, you never really know what he's thinking. Like he could be happy. He could be mad. He could be, you
2: you have no idea what he's thinking. He's the Madison of (laughs) 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 playing
3: fast and loose with other people's lives. (laughs) I agree with Rachel that that was like a super tense sequence. And when it, when it left it for a little while I was kind of like no no go back like I need to find out what's (laughs) happening so I I really enjoyed the parts about Nacho I was genuinely like fearful of what was gonna happen and I was so worried about him and I'm not really sure why I like him so much there's just something about him
2: he's kind of like Kim like he's doing bad things but he has a a good reason like his reason is he's trying to keep his father from being killed or save his father
3: and like i love that he cares about his family and he like wants to take care of his dad i don't know there's just something about him that like even though he's got like these like drugged up girls at the house that he's like (laughs) just tossing drugs i mean they're ridiculous like i should be like this guy sucks (laughs) but i'm like (laughs) kind of like this guy right. i kind of like him same it, i mean it's, same.
2: <laughs> it's the brilliance of the writing we're not supposed to like saul either but guess what we all do love him just love I mean. him <laughs> mm-hmm. talked about the country club a little bit but i think we should go back to that because that was just brilliant it was brilliant bob odenkirk oh, i amazing. mean
1: amazing. and you know
2: the thing is like he obviously i don't think he went in there with the intention of doing this bit because i don't think he expected to run into to kevin like that wasn't even
3: no sad. i don't think so. i was
1: I wondering figure. if that was planned at all i couldn't tell but i didn't think so
2: right i don't know I, I, so. I because i think that totally threw him because he was going to go on the tour and you know <laughs> oh let me oh hey while we're here let me run in the bathroom or whatever you know he's pulled the bathroom bit before he did that in um 108 rico when he was at the sandpiper and he was like, "I need oh, to yeah. use your bathroom because I'm so upset." And then he sat in there and wrote the letter out on the toilet. <laughs> yeah, paper. Yeah.
4: That's right.
2: That's right. <laughs> so he just he used toilet paper again, just a different, just a different, uh, just a different method.
4: That's true. But, um, <laughs> oh man. I mean,
2: I think like he, I think he wasn't into it. You know, he still wasn't really into it. And then he had to, he had to be on the fly. He had to, he had to reach in and, and come out with this. Oh, uh, this show, this this put on, this showmanship, and he had to do it, or the whole thing was a bust. And I think that kind of rekindled him a little bit that he had that he just he's like, oh, I gotta do it. Look, I'm gonna do it. Oh, look, I can still do it. I can still do it.
3: It was so Forget good too. Forget about just... Lalo
2: on accident. I can still. It get was so.
3: It. it was so good, and I love that he pulled that in front of a person who knows that that's not his name. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was amazing.
2: I'm really glad we got to see um, Kevin Wattell again I hope Uh, this is not the last time I hope I I don't see how because Mesa Verde isn't really a part of it anymore but I really hope that we do get to continue to see him in the future because he was great he's
1: funny yeah I love Kim Uh, um, doing her impression of oh that
2: is (laughs) amazing (laughs) more statues (laughs) I felt really bad for the tour guy.
3: I did too. I did too, and I like that actor. Um, he was on The Office. Um, he played Rolf, I think was his name. He was like one of Dwight Schrute's like best friends, and, and he's just a killer actor. He's just so good at everything he does. I get like cases of secondhand embarrassment really easily, and mm-hmm. that was one of them where I was like, oh god, oh god, <laughs> like make it stop.
2: Uh, I- <laughs> What do you think the proof is that Lalo is going to go after?
3: Oh, see, I thought it had something to do with Jimmy. Because isn't it in that next episode that we see, like, there's, like, a car following him and Can?
2: My first reaction was that is Lalo. But they took great pains to show us that Lalo did not go back to the U.S.
1: It's true. Yeah, They,
2: they deliberately showed the sign that said United States this way, and Lalo mm-hmm. went the other way.
1: That's true. Also,
2: it's super dangerous for Lalo to be in the U.S. right now. They are actively fucking looking for him.
1: Yeah. So um. I
2: don't think that's Lalo. I think that the person in the car is somebody Howard has hired to follow mm. Kim and Jimmy. Because Howard is not stupid. Like He knows that if, if this, this cocaine stuff is going to come up, he fucking knows that it's going to be Jimmy doing it. But I have to think that Jimmy knows that as well. And that's part of the plan is they want Howard to... Like be looking into them or whatever, and thinking that they're up to something.
3: Okay, make so him he look would... more suspicious. So Lalo's looking for evidence to prove that Gus has like turned on him and Eladio, basically. Mm-hmm. So he stays in Mexico to get some sort of proof. Does he know that Nacho's still there?
2: I don't think he's gonna go after Nacho, and I also think he wants maybe everybody- it's not
1: even a person at all. I mean, what if it's like a thing right. or yeah place? Mm-hmm.
3: All right. Well, I'm not gonna like wax philosophical too much on it because whatever <laughs> I whatever I try to come up with is gonna be wrong
2: anyways. <laughs> oh yeah. No matter what you can think of, they're right. gonna come up with something better. Let's
3: just
2: move on. <laughs> That's um, why they
1: but- write the shows and we watch them. <laughs>
2: The last thing I want to say about uh, this episode really is what a contradiction Lalo is. I mean, he's vicious, but at the same time you can tell he really cares about his people.
3: So when he goes to visit the body double, there was like that conversation between him and the wife and I couldn't, I couldn't get a read on her. Like I was like, is she just so terrified that she's willing to like feign, you know, cause like <laughs> Lalo says the thing about the beard and she's like, Go clean up for him and shave. Like, <laughs> I was like, whoa. so it's this weird, it's this weird thing where like, he doesn't have to be this like benevolent ruler. And I mean, he's not really, but like, look at all the money he like puts back into things. And like, he has all those people that are older that he has at his house that work as his like staff, but it seems like he genuinely cares about them and, and wants them to be safe now if it's him or them right he's gonna do
2: whatever he but doing. okay so okay. i mean gus oh, yeah. gus does the same thing though he has that whole little village that he supports in honor of his boyfriend um you know he supports the police and the firemen and and all mm-hmm. the civic stuff what is the difference between them why do we pull um, for gus why do we pull for gus and not for lalo
3: i don't know because lalo is just like so good looking too so like <laughs> Why am I not like on Team
1: Lalo here? I don't don't like how smug he is. Like, he's so cocky and he's right. Like, he's like, stop being right all the time.
3: (laughs) I don't know if it's that like predisposition to like hate like all like Salamanca people because I just,
2: because I really, really hate,
3: I just hate, um what's his name? The uncle.
2: Hector. 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 Don
3: Hector. I can't stand him and his freaking bell. <laughs> I, just I just hate him. I hated him before in Breaking Bad. And now I hate him even more because he's a dick before that. So oh, I can't so bad that he's like an old man who's like <laughs> incapable of doing anything with his little angry bell and then he's like check it out the nurse's ass i just can't can't with this guy so maybe that's why maybe i'm like no nope, they're just the whole family's
2: dead to me I, I do have to give props to mark margolis for the face acting as don hector because
3: <laughs> i mean yeah yeah. yeah,
2: he he is the master. Like when he hears Lalo's voice on the phone and the change on his face was just—I mean—I laughed. I was like, "That is fucking fantastic, man! What yeah. a, what a great job!" All right, so um, I forgot to mention the title of it. The title of it is um, "Wine and Roses," and the uh the next episode is "Carrot and Stick," which we know all about. What the carrot and the stick is? In this yes. Movie. Um, I want to say that the next episode is "Rock in a Hard Place." So they are continuing the. The title um
3: okay the two the items
2: yeah okay so our opening scene in carrot carrot and stick is the crazy math girls <laughs> oh
3: yeah <laughs> she's building a right what's that called the or what i don't know yeah. um she's
2: also the one in season five who was uh trying to take the remote control yep. apart
3: yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah where he's like just take this instead that puzzle he's like here have a puzzle
1: i love that he keeps their toys like in a in a little dog chest like next to the couch like that's where you keep your
2: dog's toys when she hits the remote and she changes the channel to a commercial the commercial is for a product that is also one of the things that is sitting on saul's bathroom counter in the opener it's not a real it's it's like a it's it's like a I can't remember the name of it, like manaf, whatever. It's some stupid drug name or whatever. But it's made up for the show. It's not right. a real one. But they, cool. they did throw that on there. That is one of the things that's sitting on the counter. She was like, "What's the record? What do you think the record is? What do you think the record is?"
3: <laughs> and the other girls just Hundreds, like, right? Shut
2: up!" <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <what?
3: laughs>
2: Like Mike is like the most patient person on the planet. Like, ladies, ladies, ladies. Because
3: well, she just keeps going. Please, 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 please. <laughs>
1: I mean, to be fair, I'm like she thinks he's gonna kill her right now. I might be. I might be doing the same thing while also peeing my pants. Right. Mm-hmm.
2: She <laughs> was the one that was in bed with Nacho last season when they busted in and kidnapped kidnapped oh, Nacho. Yeah. so she's already been traumatized yeah. once i'm sure that, that was not...
3: the other girl um seems to be fairly level-headed in all those situations too right um, right because she's the one who meets nacho's dad and she's mm. like really seems to pull it together to like mm. say hello and tell him it's nice <laughs> to meet him and like you know it's kind of mm. surprising so. and she holds it together in this situation too where she's like just shut, shut it. <laughs> just, just shut up, just and she notices the guys at first. So mm-hmm. She seems to be like a little more cognizant of what's going on. Poor or, girl, one of them's got to be right. <laughs> it
1: was nice that they packed up all their shit for him, too. <laughs> like, here's <laughs> your things, ladies. Here's
3: your things, and here's a wad of cash. Goodbye. Never come really back here. I, I wonder what's in those suitcases, though.
2: Did you notice the definite descent? of the house though from season five into this because the house was way dirtier Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i really want that wall painting of nachos like the car one i really the room (laughs) i really want that basically they wanted to know what was in the safe and Mm -hmm. be able to plant something in it so that was a really one of those really long drawn out camera angle you know montage scenes that that the show loves to do, and they do it so fucking good. It's they're so good at it. I like watching Mike far apart for an hour, it was still <laughs> enjoyable.
3: It's so much work. <laughs> it's so much work to give us such a little piece of information. Yes,
2: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah, but yeah, I I did have to listen to the Insider podcast to kind of get a handle on what was going on there, and it it reflects on uh, the whole the whole double cross thing. Kind of reflects on how smart Nacho is that he's figured out that they're double crossing him like Mm -hmm. oh we're gonna help you we're gonna get you out but but they're and he's now figured out that they're not gonna fucking do that He is totally and completely on his own
3: i know i love that scene where he calls tyrus and is like something's not right and then Mm -hmm. just waits for the phone call to come through it was such a it was such an incredible moment because i was like there's no way i would have put that together in that situation Mm -hmm. Uh because why would you have a level head and I love that he's
2: that smart. So what do you think yeah. he does now? Where do you think he goes? Who does he go to? What does he do? Because the Salamancas are after him. Gus is mm-hmm. not going to help him. Mike might, maybe. Yeah,
3: I know he's been trying to get a hold of Mike. That's the thing. He kept calling Mike, even though Tyrus was the one like in contact with him. He did keep trying Mike's phone because Mike ignores his phone call when he's with his granddaughter. So, you know, he loves his dad. So is he going to try to get back to his dad? He's already got like the Canadian identities for Mm -hmm. them to move to
2: Manitoba. I think it is. But he doesn't because it's in the safe and I don't think he can get back to the safe. I
3: know. So that's the thing is like, do you try to, you know, do you try to figure out a way to get back or do you just ditch everything, but then he has nothing. He's got no money, can't use his identity, Mm -hmm. like absolutely nothing. So He's in between a rock and a hard place. So there, right. there we That's go. Right. <laughs>
1: yeah. If he does go back to like try and save his dad or whatever, it, he's going to have to tell him what happened and his dad's going to be pissed and he's not going to want to leave. And he's going to be like, you know, but you have to, they're going to kill you too. And I mean, mm-hmm. his dad will be like, fine, then let him. Mm. like, I don't know how
3: he's going to get his dad to leave. I don't know. His dad's one of those people that doesn't, you know, he, don't, he won't, won't run. Mm-hmm. right if it yeah. yeah because it just means that you're you're giving up and you're you're saying like i'm not going to stand up for what i believe in and all the things i've worked towards so even if it means dying for it yeah yeah i don't foresee nacho's story ending in like a super uplifting happy way <laughs>
1: i <laughs> hope so which i i hope i mean does.
3: no i like i really want him to make it through but i i think it might be you know maybe he loses his dad or or something to that effect which which is really sad but i just i can't see a way in which it all works out for him i mean i hope so but
2: so we're gonna move on to the kettleman's because this was my favorite part of both episodes when kim said you're gonna hate this i was like oh where is this going going?"
1: Did you have any idea? Did
2: you, the I Kettleman's did it, at I all no pop idea. in your head? I did not. I did not. <laughs> so when they when he pulled up outside and he goes and I saw Betsy Kettleman, I was like, oh my god, <laughs> they brought the fucking Kettleman's back. This is awesome because I I love the Kettleman's. Like they are just the most clueless. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're just so funny.
3: I
4: love them,
2: um, and I, I love Julianne Emery. I've watched her in something else. Uh, she had like a little webisode show. I've watched some of that. It was really good. It was like really on early on in the 2010s. So the Lady Liberty that is flying over the Kettleman—that is the Lady Liberty that is in better called uh, the and Breaking Bad. They said it on the mm-hmm. podcast today. That they went and got it out of storage and 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 blew it because there aren't. That is the only one. There is no other one. <laughs> the, the trailer. They they rented a trailer and took it out there and set it up and painted it and all that. So that is, and they were talking about how they filmed inside of it. Like, usually there's a big sound stage or the cameras and stuff, but they're like, everybody filming was crammed into this tiny little. <laughs> <laughs> trailer. But what I loved the most was, of course, Savage Ask Him coming out. So, you guys know the wolf sheep reference is from the flashback from when Jimmy was a little kid and the guy came in and was ripping his dad off and jimmy was like he wasn't fucking having it and the guy's like hey there's wolves and sheep kid you got to figure out which one you're going to be but my feeling on that line is jimmy was like holy shit i just thought i was a wolf (laughs) (laughs) i am the sheep (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, what were you guys thoughts on the whole kettleman segment
3: well, I shared the other day that I am obsessed with Craig Kettleman. So I was so happy that he is back because he is just the doofiest person in the world. And I just love him so much. Like, oh, you got to dial nine. It's like, dude, she's calling to like jack up your life right now. Like, don't help her. Don't help her. Um, So I, I just loved it. I love the whole setup. You guys are such idiots. I'm going to come bring you this thing and you're going to take it because you're suckers. So you're just going to take the bait and that they go to exactly where he planned on them going. <laughs> and like, I mean, it's just, it was really, it was really well done. I really enjoyed it. I was just so happy that they were back and I had no idea what to expect when Kim was like, you're going to hate this. And as soon as I saw it was, I'm like, yeah, he does. He just hates them <laughs> like so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they are uh, they're so annoying uh, it's in like so the good. best way right yeah, it's just so good it's and, so and good.
2: remember um they're the reason kim got put in the cornfield the first time when they mm. when they said that they didn't want her to be their lawyer anymore and that was when howard put her in in doc oh, review oh so yeah i'm, I'm yeah. sure she's not too particularly yeah. fond of them either
3: betsy says and when saul comes back with kim they're talking about everything and, and they're like, well, we know that you're trying to frame power for some, for cocaine use, obviously. And they're like, and you tried to drag our good name. Our good name. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I just like, I like lost it. I'm like, are you nuts? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you're so oblivious <laughs> to the world that you live in. And then immediately she like goes back on what she had just said and is like, well, you need to help exonerate. Craig's name (laughs) so we our name can be good again and I was like oh you guys are just morons (laughs) pieces of work did you
2: feel sorry for them at all
3: honestly yeah that yes like and they're shitbags and I still was like damn Kim (laughs) calm down reel it in and and I believe my exact words to you Sharon were, Kim can run the damn cartel herself (laughs) it's the whole thing Mm -hmm. the whole thing because she was savage in this episode
2: i am so here for savage
1: kim yeah i was really excited to see them back yeah like Bridget said like craig's such a doofus he's (laughs) he's such a lovable doofus i just love him every time betsy talks and he's just like "Uh, uh, yeah uh, whatever honey like just completely goes along with whatever oh my gosh yeah everything everything bridget said i agree with
3: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh i had forgotten about that well that'll all come out in in discuss- discovery, discovery. <laughs> yeah.
2: something else to to contemplate is um the reason they're mixed up in the cartel is because of the kettleman's if you trace it all mm. the way back to the beginning because it was the kettleman money that nacho was after that got him Ooh, mixed up with jimmy yeah. in the first
1: true
4: dang. wow
3: wow dang full circle Oof. You kettlemans. Mm. You know, good, Nick's.
2: <laughs> I felt bad. I mean, I felt bad for him too. Like, I did. They were fucking But ri- I mean, they, they were, but they are bad people. Like, they were ripping old people off.
3: Mm-hmm. Jimmy's yeah. face, too, at the end of that. So like, he just looked,
2: he looked in while Kim was ripping them, his he was just standing over there looking terrible. Like, he just felt fucking awful.
3: And I love that he gave them the money after.
2: Like, he's like, here. <laughs> so that that brings up a question actually what is your take on how kim reacted when jimmy came out of out of the sweet liberty when when
3: he gets in the car and she's like you gave him the money didn't you Mm -hmm. i almost felt like she was getting to the point where maybe she feels like that's her money and she wants it which i was like that's not this isn't good this isn't gonna (laughs) be good if (laughs) if this is where this is going yeah almost like she was annoyed that he was gonna like give away their money to them mm. yep I've, you,
1: i i i felt the same way even when he when he first pulled it out of the bag and she was sitting in the bed and she's like you know i thought you were going to use the stick or whatever and he's and jimmy's like she's a carrot kind of girl or what, you know, whatever <laughs> like she looked she looked annoyed then and like yeah. the way she stared at them he put it in his pocket and then it like focuses on the money, and then Kim in the background like staring at it. I'm like, ooh, she wants that money. Like she just wants to keep all the money. So yeah, I think she was disappointed. He gave it to the Kettlemans, and
2: do you feel like she feels like that makes him weak? You know I mean, no. We yeah. got we we remember. It's only been like three days since he was in the desert. He is still traumatized, yeah. Yeah. and Kim is just like, ah, don't care. <laughs> Let's do this.
4: yeah Yeah. so do
2: you feel like she is feeling like he just doesn't have the spine for it or do you think she's like i get it you're just not yourself and it's a little irritating but
3: that's Mm -hmm. actually like a really good point to bring up yeah maybe she is feeling like he's not maybe doesn't have the gut for it like she thought he did i don't maybe he needs to remind her like look i just spent like three days in the desert i almost
1: died like i drank my own pee yeah <laughs> have look, give me a minute I need, to, <laughs> I need to take a breath
2: the direction kim is going is what i wanted for june like i didn't want her to go out and just be evil but i wanted her to do bad shit and fuck people up for good reasons yeah and if it if it meant going against our group then go against our group yeah that's that's fine i really love the the ladies with a little evil edge to them <laughs> and like, kim is really fulfilling this for me although now i'm scared shitless for her because i love kim but I, I love that they are doing this because whoever would have seen this coming in season one or two?
3: Not at all. The no. way that she mm-hmm. gave Jimmy grief over everything that he did. Yeah. This is unbelievable. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but so organic. Like it doesn't feel out of place. It doesn't feel like they're forcing mm-hmm. it. It's so natural. Such a natural progression. This show is literally the best show on TV right now. I've I've said it a hundred times and I'll say it again. The um, bank that the... Uh, Sweet Liberty Tax Service mm. draws their account on is the Craddock Marine Bank, which is uh, Mike's friend Anita worked for Craddock Marine Bank. She wore a name tag in one of the episodes. <laughs> it's also the bank the check was drawn on in 206 Bally High when they flim flammed Dale um, at the bar. So, check the Ice Station Zebra Associates check that Kim kept as a souvenir was also drawn on Cr- Craddock Marine Bank. Just one of those little things tying everything together. that's why we love these shows.
4: Great. everything
2: means something everything is there's a reason for everything we don't always know what it is right away but we're gonna find out oh also that terrible woman in the pony with the ponytail is like no
4: no no, <laughs> <laughs> no it just, oh my god
2: that was so funny <laughs> the terrible woman with the ponytail
3: yeah, it was great. it was just like every scene that they're in was just gold uh, they which are I, just li- so I liked funny. them you know at the beginning during their introduction and stuff but i think at that point they more like frustrated me than anything else so it's so great to have them back and have them be like this great just breath of like comic relief <laughs> during some really serious shit. <laughs> i yeah.
1: love that betsy kettleman's idea of losing everything is her kids being in public school i know <laughs>
3: Like, like really everything our kids are in public school <laughs> it's
2: just so <laughs> upset
3: and i think it's so funny that like figured out another way to embezzle money <laughs> like and it's not money. even like a bad idea because they're so dumb but
2: mm-hmm. they
3: can really come up with a good plan
2: i mean the mm-hmm. other in any other in any other universe they'd be kindred spirits with jimmy mcgill and kim wexler <laughs>
3: Right.
1: It's true. Takes
2: one to no one, right, Kim?
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. You should do a Betsy and Craig spinoff.
2: Oh my god. I would
1: watch the hell out of that. <laughs> watch I'm them breaking people off I'm in telling different you, ways.
2: I'm telling you, go watch the inside the Gillaverse with them as the as their characters because it is fantastic.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll have it to check it out I know. I keep saying I'm going to. I really need to.
2: And, and I mean you don't have to watch it. You can just listen to it because it's mm-hmm. just I mean, they did it over Zoom. So like when they're doing it, they're like, um, yeah, Craig and I are in two different rooms of the house because of quarantine, you know, because they <laughs> were doing it over Zoom. But yeah, we're in the same house. We're just in two different rooms, you know. It is so good. It is so good.
1: <laughs> it would have been funny if they were like both in their bedroom or something. <laughs> 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 like <laughs> you're in different rooms.
2: Oh, <laughs> well, you know, they don't sleep together, right?
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. I was I imagined like you know side by side beds like right the old the twins. beds the twi- yeah yeah
2: <laughs> okay I think that's it guys.
0: Thank you for making it to the end of another episode of Better Squawk Saul, our coverage of Better Call Saul's sixth and final season. I've been your host, David Cameo, and I was joined by Cosmom09 Rachel Burt, D. aka Blazy Gardner, and Survivors Tier member, Bridget, ex Prophecy Girl on Twitter, and Ain't My First Rodeo on Instagram. And if you made it to our sixth episode of Better Squawk Saul, covering Better Call Saul's seventh episode of the sixth and final season titled Plan and Execution, you were also joined by Aiden Atkin, at Aiden underscore Atkin underscore on Instagram, and at Aiden the Raven on Twitter. If you like what you heard, head over to RateThisPodcast.com squawking dead. Leave us five stars and an eggplant to let us know that you love us, but we're going to need a little bit more than that from you guys because Better Call Saul, that's a new thing for us. We want to know what you liked, what you didn't like, whether we should just stick to the Walking Dead universe, or if you want much more of this to come, use it as a means to communicate your desires after every episode. And if you leave your social media accounts, we will tag you when we post this review on social media. And if you really, really want to be involved in how these episodes shape out. You want to support the podcast? All you need to do is create a free account on ko-fi.com and follow us at ko-fi.com slash squawkingdead. You don't have to buy us a coffee for 30 days of supporter back content which includes the ability to download our unedited episode recordings or stream them. You don't have to join a membership tier for as little as a dollar a month which includes discord access as well as a whole host of baseline perks. All you got to do is follow us. It lets you know when we record, when we drop our unedited Episode recordings. And when we think of a new idea that we want your feedback on, it's the only place we post these things. We don't post these things on social media. And speaking of membership tiers, we'd like to thank both our survivors and whispers tier members in that order. Among them include, of course, Bridget, ex prophecy girl on Twitter, and Ain't My First Rodeo on Instagram, who joined in these episode breakdowns, as well as at jones 71 on Instagram and at JonesAJ6 on Twitter, at RealRyanGM on Twitter, Jasmine at Jasmine. I A C on Instagram and of course fanartlindy ko-fi.com slash fanartlindy. And let's not forget our whispers tier members, who include, of course, at Aiden underscore Atkin underscore on Instagram and at Aiden the Raven on Twitter. At Rita's fan 2 on Instagram and Twitter, at J13Vorhees on Instagram and Twitter, at sandy.d.morrison on Facebook, at frostedangel 67 on Twitter, at Tyler Phillip Cox on Instagram and Twitter, and of course at Judith.morton on on instagram i'd like to thank you very much for making it to the very end of this podcast and for always listening to squawking dead we hope you're enjoying this and we'll see you in the next one